Kennedy Reynard had been Apollyon's last victim. There wasn't much left of Tyler after Hayden finished with him. Facing a media frenzy, the mayor and chief of police presented Hayden with the Medal of Valor and then, off the record, ordered him into a six-month medical leave with psychiatric care, talk therapy, and mandatory attendance at meetings for Sex Addicts Anonymous. So much for anonymity. The psychiatrist had given him drugs, Depakote to regulate his compulsive behavior, the biting of his lips and inner cheek, the picking of his cuticles, the scratching of imaginary itches on his face and arms. The clincher drug was Prozac. When his mind cycled endlessly, playing the same images over and over, Prozac was supposed to apply the brakes, to keep him from spiraling out of control, like he seemed to be doing now. His two fingers with their severed tips hovered over the trackpad, Rufus urging him to pick an interactive. Rufus was his addiction, the voice in every addict's head telling him to go for it. Rufus was a selfish prick, but Rufus was Hayden, too. Someone told him once that the addict was the man and the man was the addict. One could not separate the two. Hayden hated his addict. He almost turned off the computer, but stopped when his cursor drifted over one link in particular. The interactive links sat in the margins of the photo galleries, waiting. Little video clips showing mountainous slow-motion breasts shaking vigorously, or the movement of unfamiliar objects shoved into giant sweaty vagina. Real-life girls, just a mouse click away. One image stood out from the rest. A girl's face. She looked to be about twenty with straight red hair that disappeared below the camera's frame. There was nothing sexual about the clip, and maybe that was why it caught his eye. He could feel Rufus rustling inside. Her face moved toward the camera, one side of her cocky smile turning upward as she winked. The clip repeated after that. A little note flashed beneath the video. I'm Cora. Come talk to me. His finger hovered above the trackpad, the cursor flashing on the bright, young face. He thought about his definition of sobriety. He wasn't cruising the boulevards, picking up crack-addict prostitutes. He wasn't hurting anybody. There was a place to type in his credit card number. He glanced at his wallet, a few short inches from his hand. The girl in the video winked again. I'm Cora. Come talk to me. His MasterCard number filled every square in the box. The site asked him if he was over 18 years of age, and he responded, yes. There was only one thing left to do. A message flashed impatiently. Enter here. Hayden's finger came down. Click. The screen disappeared and was replaced by a pinwheel spinning and then live video feed of an empty bedroom. Hayden never knew how far one click would take him. One. He found her in a junked-out residential hotel room in the Tenderloin. He pulled her close, and her breathing slowed, and he knew he had done the right thing in coming. She cried softly into his chest, and he stroked her long red hair, letting his fingers trail across the braille-like vertebrae that led to the small of her very small back. She was barefoot and dressed comfortably in a burgundy Stanford sweatshirt and hot pink sweats, 
Her skin was soft and pampered and carried the scent of peaches and plums. He breathed her in. I'm here for you, Cora, he whispered. He had come to save her. He thought his words would calm her, but she pushed him away. What are you doing? How did you find me? she asked urgently. She pressed her hand to his lips to silence him. They listened to the footfalls and voices of hotel guests in the hallway. She looked into his eyes. Don't let them take me, she whispered. Don't let who, please? Her hand dropped down to grab his, squeezing. He had stared into her soft, calm eyes so often that it surprised him to see fear. She had always been the one in control. He returned her gaze and spoke with a conviction that would have felt false under any other circumstance. I promise I won't let anything happen to you. The door flew off its hinges.